We're recording. All right, so episode okay. 30. 30. <gasps> it's a 30th yeah, episode. Should, this is we very should say, special. We should say something about that. Okay, go ahead. Take us away. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Frugalicious. I'm Jessica, an outdoorsy teacher and aunt who is currently swimming in nieces. Seriously, four nieces, you guys. And I'm here <laughs> with my sister, Beth. Hey everyone, I'm Beth, an English teacher, new mom, and baby enthusiast. In this podcast, we'll share with you some frugal and fabulous tips, tricks, and life hacks. And today's episode is everything to do with babies. Don't chase the money. Nope. The money chase you. That's right. Because you're the boss now. Tell the daughters what to do. It's frugal, Yeah, it's a movement. We'll find the discounts. Yeah, we can do this. Yeah, we can do this. All right, before we dive into the episode, we're doing a new uh, section called the life update section of things that we mentioned in previous podcasts that we just thought you might want to hear the update. So Jessica, why don't you give us a life update? I would love to. I'm so excited about this. So if you guys remember the green cleaning episode number 27, I talked about wanting to grow my own loofah gourd so I could grow my own sponges, which is amazing. A super crunchy hippie thing to do. Absolutely. And I'm so proud of it. So <laughs> I actually, I found some uh, loofah seeds on Amazon. I ordered them. I planted them. And I have one growing in my backyard as we speak. So it's a very pretty, like, viney plant. Amazing. And you gave a seed to Rebecca, right? Our other sister. I did. Yeah, I went down to visit her um, and her new little baby. Also had a baby, and yeah. I had another little loofah gourd because I had started a couple. I've shared them with a couple people. I should actually check in on all these little loofah gourds that I sent out into the world. But yeah, so I'm really it's excited. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. yeah. And if all goes well, I should be able to save, like, so get the loofahs, dry them out and make sponges, but also save the seeds from those loofah gourds to grow again next year and not have to buy new seeds. So mm-hmm. great. That is, that is the ultimate in gardening when you reduce your reuse, recycle seeds. yeah yes yeah i mean that well that's this is the circle of life that's the way it was intended to be totally so, anyways i'm very excited Amazing. i yeah. have a loofah gourd plant we'll see what happens but i have the plant great totally so also back in episode 24 we talked about meal prep parties and at that point in time i had not actually attended a meal prep party i had only heard of them and dreamt of them So the update is that I actually finally have done, actually, I've done two meal prep parties now. Really? Super fun. Yeah. Well, I don't know if the other one could be called a party, but I'll tell you about each one. So the first one that I did was wild. There was 11 or 12 of us and we made 12 different types of meals, 12 uh, copies, 12 batches of those different meals. So like 144 six person meals. Wow. A lot of food was going on in that house. It was so fun. It probably took like five or six hours, but I was with a bunch of like my coworkers who are, you know, it's just like hanging out with your friends. So it was super fun. And I just can't even tell you how exciting it was for months to have all this prepared food in my freezer that I could just... I, especially on weeks that were busier or I didn't feel like cooking, I could just pull out one of those meals and it was already made and it was so, so nice. So that was fun. And then just recently I was visiting a friend and she'd been wanting to try this meal prep thing. So we did it. But since there's only two of us, we only did three different types of meals and we did, we ended up doing six batches of each of those because she wanted to share it with some people. Yeah. So that was really fun. And again, it took us about five or six hours. It definitely takes, this is what I learned. It takes a lot of planning. Like you want to plan, you want to look at your menu. You want to get a really good grocery shopping list and it's going to take time to grocery shop. So, you know, be ready for that. And then it definitely takes time when you're doing the preparation, but the end result of it is 100% worth it. Okay. So, so when you did it, you told me that 
like everyone pitched in a certain amount yeah. and then you got, what did you say? 12 meals out of it? Yeah. 12. So how much did you, how much did you put in? Do you remember around? That's a good question. Let's see. It was, I want to say it was maybe like a hundred dollars, like $50. It was like, like a little over a hundred dollars. I want to say for okay. just mine and with how much it costs, it also, I'm thinking it would depend on what types of meals you pick too, because right. there was one recipe we did that was so good. It was a vegetarian tortilla soup and that <gasps> recipe. Yes. I was going to say that. Oh, did I send that recipe to you? Yeah. I make it all the time. I love it. Oh my gosh. It's so delicious. It's and good. it's not expensive yeah. at all. The secret is refried beans. Makes it like so Mixed creamy and delicious. Broth. Like, yeah. so it makes it so really creamy thick. Mm, so good. It's delicious. Yeah. yeah. So that was one of my favorite recipes. And yeah, like beans and tomatoes and like yeah, pretty cheap. It's not, yeah. it's not an expensive recipe, but we also did some other recipes where it was like herb crusted pork tenderloin, you know, where we're buying a totally. little bit nicer meat. So, and I think that's the other thing of doing it with a group is I might not have chosen all the same recipes that they did, but you're doing it as a big group. So you're just like trying to pick a variety and things that everyone will like. And, you know, some of the recipes are going to be more meat heavy. Some of them are not. And that's going to change the, the cost of it. But cost wise, it was definitely worth it. Yeah. And from, I mean, that's a great, that's a great update. From what you told me too, it sounds like you need someone to be in charge, kind of managing it. Cause you've got to have like a plan. You can't be like, let's just decide to do this. Like you need to know what right. you're doing. Right. Yeah. So that's the, that's the secret. If you do your own meal prep party, yeah. as we always talk about planning, planning, planning. Um, I would also recommend that if you're doing this to kind of divide up the roles might be nice yeah. or do something like, okay, each person's going to look for a recipe they want to do and then submit sure. it to this person who's going to calculate. Cause then you have to take the recipes. You have to figure out how many batches you're making and you have to multiply all that and then turn it into a shopping list. Right. So then one person could do that. And then a couple people could go shopping. So yeah. dividing the responsibilities like that would also be really nice. Cause it does take, it does take work, but I also imagine, so we did it before COVID hit. Right. And then of course we haven't done it since, yeah. but we had plans to do another one. And I imagine if you're with the same group of people and you sort of get a rhythm and a routine going, yeah. it would become easier and easier and more and more efficient. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I love Anyways, it. Well, highly thanks recommend. for the life update. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. I love it. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Okay. So I just want to give a little addendum to our vehicles episode. There were a few facts that were not represented correctly that my husband pointed out to me that I would like to just set the record straight. So first of all, we did not technically have a car loan because the car that uh, his grandma helped him purchase when he was in university was technically bought with a line of credit and the line of credit was used both for tuition and for his car. So it felt like a car payment because we did have a minimum payment every month and it was mostly used to buy the car. Technically it was a line of credit. So that's the first thing. The second thing is Fred told me that he didn't actually change the oil by himself, that his brother taught him and then he was kind of too scared to do it on his own. So I just wanted to clarify that those two things were misrepresentations of our history. So Fred, I'm sorry for my dishonesty in journalism. I honestly didn't realize that those things were incorrect. So thank you for pointing them out. Also, our sister got in contact with us and she let us know that technically we did have a name for the blue van that we drove to high school. We called it the ghetto mobile. And I had forgotten that we called it that. It was this like Dodge caravan. It was blue. The paint was peeling on the front. So we talked about how it had a nice tie dye job on the front and it was just like real ugly. Like it was not the cool vehicle to drive to high school. And so anyways, we called it the ghetto mobile. So those three things just wanted to make a correction for our listeners to let you know what really happened in our lives. So that's all. Thanks for keeping me honest, Fred. Love you. Well, let's jump in and talk about babies. And you um, have been learning lots yes, of things. firsthand. Lots yeah. of ways to save money on baby items. So what are some of the, the best tips you have for us? Okay, so I want to start with a caveat that this is only my experience. I can only speak to my experience. You don't have to do these things. You might not like these things. That's fine. Um, and I'm only talking about like first year of baby life because I'm still currently in the middle of the first year not even the middle, the first beginning of the year. 
And um, the first beginning, that doesn't even make sense. I'm still <laughs> in the newborn phase. Um, anyway, so this is just about the first year. If you want to know more about like saving money with kids, we did an episode with our friend Rebecca Isham, who has quadruplets and now a new baby, uh, episode 18. So she talks more about like general saving money on kids. So this is just specifically babies, just to clarify. If you don't have a baby, you could skip this episode if you want. I like to think that my story is interesting enough to listen to, even if you don't have a baby. Um, but this is what we're going to be talking about today. So there are going to be some tips where you're like, oh, so obvious. And then some things that I think are kind of new and creative. So I'll just share and you can make your own judgments. All right. The first way to save money on baby items that I have found that is both environmentally friendly and frugal is cloth diapers. Mm -hmm. So we talked about this with our sister Kara in episode 26. Um, and we've talked before about how our mom used cloth diapers and then used them as cleaning rags in episode 27. <laughs> but we bought, uh, we didn't even buy, we received cloth diapers. So this is another tip is that if there's something that you really want, is to be intentional with your registry or asking people for specific gifts. If they're like, what can I get you? Mm -hmm. I knew that I wanted cloth diapers. And so our sister Karen and her husband were like, hey, what, what can we get you? And I was like, I would love some cloth diapers. So they bought mm -hmm. us seven cloth diapers because they're expensive. They can be between like $15 and $30, depending on mm -hmm. the brand. So they bought us seven pretty good quality, very good quality ones. And then in another baby shower, we got three more. So we started with 10. Mm -hmm. With 10, you could make it through one day, maybe. Sounds like a lot until you have a baby and you're changing them. And then you realize babies all the time poop 10 times a day. Yeah. So anyways, we just do laundry every day, which some people could say, that doesn't actually save money, but we don't pay our electric bill and we live off of a well system. Mm. So for us, it really does save money. But if it's like making your electricity bill higher, like you just have to weigh the pros and the cons. Yeah. But for us, it saved a ton of money because diapers are expensive. You yeah. can spend a ton of money on diapers. And so cloth diapers has been great. We bought yeah. a couple more. We now have 12. We bought two more. Woo! And then you can buy them used. Some people might think that's gross, but it's kind of the same as buying like used clothes. You're going to wash them. You might even bleach them. And we, I, I bought a uh, five from another person who got the elastics replaced. So mm. tailoring things is really common in Guatemala. She went to a tailor. She paid like $2 to get the elastics replaced on each diaper mm -hmm. And they're very good quality ones and yeah. they're going to last for a long time. So we're very, very happy to cloth diaper, but you and your husband or partner both need to be super on board because if not, it's going to be a lonely road. Yeah. So Fred does most of the laundry and that's been super helpful. Yeah. This is a good example. Um, in the last episode, we were talking about quality Yes. Versus quantity. Yeah, don't buy the cheap ones. And this is a good example of that, that you're spending some money to get the good yeah. quality, yeah. but you're saving so much on like billions of diapers. Maybe not. And billions, landfills. Lots like, of diapers. That's the thing for me is like, I just, we used disposable diapers when our baby was first born because she was six weeks early. So she was less than five pounds when we brought her home from the hospital and, mm. and we had a preemie newborn and we were like, we cannot like, no, we can't do right, diapers. Right. So we bought a couple packs of diapers. And one day I looked at the bucket that we had put them in and it was just like a bucket full of plastic that we just threw away. And I was like, this feels terrible. So mm. everyone makes their own decisions. I'm not judging you if you use disposable diapers. I get it. But yeah. for us, it has been really great. And because we're still in the middle of the pandemic, rules are mm -hmm. very strict here in Guatemala. We're not really supposed to leave our house unless it's essential. Mm -hmm. We have the luxury of being at home and being able to do diapers. And right. Fred's been home more because he's been working from home. So that has all contributed into making this a reality. Yeah. But yeah. that is a huge way to save money. Big cost up front. But again, you could buy them used. You could be gifted them, uh, put them on your registry and mm -hmm. just that's first big, big, big money saving tip. Yeah. I think I read a statistic that's like, you spend $500 a year on diapers or something wow. like just a massive That's a amount lot. of money. Now yeah. do the, the, okay. So the cloth diapers, yeah. do they like, do you need Shout different out. sizes of them? Yeah. So, uh, most cloth diapers are adjustable. Some of them are like, okay, there's different kinds. We have the snap kind. There's the Velcro, but Velcro right. wears out. We have the snaps. 
they have multiple snaps on them so you can snap them up to make them smaller, oh, like shorter. Right, and then when they right. get bigger, you unsnap and snap in a new place. And then they have the snaps that go across the stomach area. So, so it's they're just designed to last the life of the baby. Yeah. Diapers. They're for seven to 35 pounds. So that's like, okay. She looked pretty, they were pretty massive on her when she was real little. <laughs> I now, know. now she's like 14 pounds. So it's, they fit a lot better, yeah. but, um, there's multiple kinds, but definitely invest in good ones. The ones that we use are called bum genius and they're mm-hmm. amazing. We have washed each of them over a hundred times because we've had our baby for more than a hundred days and it is, they still look great. They're still yeah. really good quality. So yeah, definitely invest in good cloth diapers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Another way that we have saved money is we make our own baby wipes. Uh, yeah. So this might be something that like, there's two ways to do this. You can make washable baby wipes. We don't do that because that's just like a whole, that's like another level. How so do if you, you like, do, do you use like, you cut little things of cloth? Yeah. It'd be like, a, you know how you like use a cleaning rag and then yeah. like you just wash it and reuse it. It'd be like that, but you just cut smaller ones into like cloth wipes essentially. Okay. We did not want to do that because that just was a whole nother level, but we make our own wipes out of paper towels. So like Kara mm-hmm. talked about in episode 27, um, nope, sorry, episode 26, mm-hmm. they, baby wipes are made out of like something that doesn't biodegrade. Like there's just like a bunch of baby wipes in right. the landfill somewhere. So paper towels do break down eventually. Paper, you know, breaks down and biodegrades. So we get a roll of paper towel, and this is a recipe from uh, Wellness Mama. Jessica mm-hmm. loves Wellness Mama. I so do. I'll put a link in the show notes. But um, you cut up a roll of paper towel in half with like a big knife. So this is mm-hmm. Fred's job. He cuts it in half with a big knife. <laughs> and then you like, because they're perforated, you like fold them up so that if you pull them, it makes right. like that kind of accordion thing. Right. And so one roll of paper towel makes two batches of wipes. Okay. And so you split the roll in half and then... Uh, my friend gave me like a reusable um, baby wipes come in either the plastic ones that you throw away or the plastic ones that you can reuse and put the Mm -hmm. refills in. So she had an extra one of those. So she gave it to me. So it has like the little thing at the top where you pull it through like a Kleenex box kind of where it sort of rips off each one. And um, then you make a mixture and pour it over. And the mixture has uh, distilled water, which as we Mm -hmm. talked about in episode 27, boiled water that you cool. You don't need to buy it. Um, there is a little bit of Castile soap, a little bit of witch hazel, aloe vera, and then essential oils. Mm-hmm. So it's really not a lot. And it's like one teaspoon or tablespoon of each of those ingredients. It's yeah. really, really small amount. It's mostly water, but you do want it to clean. So that's what the Castile soap does. The witch hazel yeah. is good for their sensitive little bums. Yeah. And yeah, it's great. And you just mix it up one batch of it it's like a cup and three quarters of water makes two two batches of baby wipes so So, okay because i'm trying to picture yeah the okay you you have your paper towels and then you're like accordion folding them back and forth how long does that take because that seems like i'll be honest like that turns me off of the process i'm like okay here's what i really want to do all this work yeah. Fred puts a knife through the, where the paper towel, the hole is in the paper towel roll. Uh-huh. And then he like goes and he moves the paper towel roll back and forth and it folds by itself essentially. Oh. Because, because it's perforated, it's meant to fold in that right, way. Right. And so he just goes back and forth and it takes like maybe 15 minutes. He does two rolls at a time. Two full rolls that are yeah. cut in half, so four that batches. Makes four batches, yeah. Okay. And then I make two batches of the wipes mix, and then I put them in containers. I put one in the freezer because it can get mm-hmm. kind of moldy if you leave it out, and oh, uh, I okay. put the other one in the fridge. And then one of those containers will make two batches of wipes. Oh, so then okay. I'm like, oh, time to make new wipes. I grab my mix from the fridge. I grab the paper towels that are already done. Put it in. Pour the mix over. Let it soak and I'm done. And then how long so, does each batch last you about? Um, like how often do you find yourself? If you do two. Yeah. I guess you make four batches at a time, right? Cause you yeah. cut up yeah, two four paper batches. towel rolls. So mm-hmm. how often do you find yourself having to re. Like every three weeks. Okay. 
Yeah. But the thing that I like about it is, first of all, a lot of wipes are come in those plastic packages that like once you're done, mm. you just throw it away and it's yeah. like really never going to break down. Um, and also we have all that stuff on hand anyways. I already had Castile soap for things. I already had some witch hazel cause I make my own face toner. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I already had them around the house. It's easy enough for me to make. It doesn't feel like a huge extra step. Okay. If you're in the newborn phase and you're like, that sounds like too much work. It's fine. You don't have to do it. But yeah. for me, I really appreciate it mostly because I don't want all those wipes and plastic containers just going yeah. to landfill. So similar to cloth paper, it's a little bit extra effort, but for the most part, yeah. It, it's not too much. And if you make a big batch at a time, then it'll last you longer. Yeah. I think that's helpful too, because if you think about having to redo it every time for every little batch, that could just feel like, oh, that's more work than I'm ready for. But yes, um, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So you need a few things up front, but then I think it also saves a ton of money because you're really only using a couple teaspoons or tablespoons of each ingredient. Now let's say somebody wanted to do the reusable ones. Is it with like cloth? Is it a different recipe for the No, I think it's the same recipe. Okay. I think you can use the same. So like, for example, a lot of times if I'm, if I'm getting rid of like some old clothes, a lot of times I'll cut them up into rags. Yeah. I could just throw those rags in with that mixture and just use it in that way. Yeah. And then you wash the wipes. You just wash them and then, which is what I do with my rags anyways. I just wash them and then I go yeah. back in my rag bucket. So. Totally. And like yeah. we talked about in that episode too, like if you, if your baby poops through their diaper and it gets on their clothes, you don't throw away the clothes. Yeah. You wash well, them. you might, but mostly you don't. You shouldn't. <laughs> well, probably not. I'm I mean, saying like, if you can't get that poop stain out you should be able to get it out. So, I mean, that's the other thing is like, I do a lot of Googling about how to get different stains out of things. Oh yeah. For example, we just gave her, we just got her, some of her vaccines done. So we gave her like the, the Tylenol, uh, that comes in like the dropper. Yeah. Uh, cause you know, babies can't swallow pills. Yeah. So it's red cause it's cherry flavored and it right. like got all over something. Cause she like spit oh, it out no. of her mouth. Yeah. Hot water. I Googled it. You put hot water and it like comes right out. Oh. It's so easy. So, and I, it, she spit up on a piece of clothing that we were borrowing from someone. So I was like, I gotta get this stain <laughs> out. But I really like, you just have to do some research. And with, okay. if your baby is breastfed, for example, poop stains come out in the sun. So you could put it out in the sun oh, and it really does, okay. it really does work. So I yeah. think that that's another thing is just like, again, it's that extra step. Yeah. Just have to do a little bit of research. Yeah. And then Kara swears by Dreft, which is yeah. a laundry detergent and stain remover that is specifically formulate, formulated for baby stains. So right. we have the Dreft right. detergent and we have the Dreft uh, stain remover spray. Right. So for us, we're like, we're going to, we're going to reuse. So that's fine. But maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I want to try Maybe we could try doing our own cloth wipes someday. Yeah. If we get there, but it's just I'm thinking more effort. I might need a, cause I have all the ingredients that you yeah. were talking about, um, to make it. And I have a bunch of rags and it's like, Oh, I should just throw those in a container yeah. for the, you know, the cleaning yes. juice mixture over it. Totally. And then I just have my own little wifey. Yeah. You probably just things. would need like the Castile soap. I have that. But I mean, you wouldn't need the aloe vera and the witch hazel if it was just for cleaning. Because that's for the baby bum, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of recipes actually out there. I could send you one, Jess, that doTERRA has for making your own cleaning wipes. Yeah. Because I thought about doing it, and I think I've tried it once or twice, but then it just felt like a lot of work and effort. But I don't buy the – I don't buy Clorox wipes. I don't buy – I don't use those. I I use a rag and – Some spray. Cleaning spray. Yeah. Yeah, me too. But I think it's a little different cleaning a little baby's bum because you it definitely, really yeah, need to get in there and wipe it You could that spray and... them and wipe it down, I guess, every time if you <laughs> wanted to, but <laughs> might be kind of more work. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. so that's a, a way that we've saved money that I actually really nice. like making because it feels like if I can make it, I should. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, which brings me to my next point uh, that Kara also talked about is breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I can make milk, I should use it. Now, mm-hmm. I just want to caveat by saying that um, because we had a premature baby who was in the NICU for a week, who 
actually couldn't really breastfeed until she was about eight weeks old. Mm -hmm. I get it when people give up. Like if you are hearing this and you're like, I couldn't do, or you didn't make enough milk or it really hurt or whatever. You had to go back to work and pumping wasn't an option. Like there is no judgment here. There's no judgment. Mm -hmm. If that formula is best for you, that's totally fine. I had a friend who breastfed for like, I think like six months or so. And then she was like, we switched to formula and it was like the best decision of my life. Cause it meant that she wasn't getting up in the night by herself. It means husband can do some of the feedings and it was just like, it was a game changer for her. So yeah, totally fine. For me, there were a few things that factored in. First of all, our mom is a lactation consultant, right? So we feel very strongly about breastfeeding. We have been trained growing up that breast mm-hmm. is best. Mm-hmm. Second of all, um, I did have a good milk supply, so I felt like I could. I had a breast pump that mom gave me. Mm-hmm. I love this story. Mom, so she's a lactation consultant. She went to this conference in 2002. She won a door prize of this Medela pump. Medela is a very good brand. It is. So she won this pump and then she taught all these classes and she would use it as like the model, but she wouldn't actually like use, I mean, she wasn't breastfeeding, but she wouldn't actually use it. No one used it. It was just like, it was open because she had used it to show people. She saved it for me all these years and actually breast pumps kind of have gone down in uh, quality because now people get oh. them free with their insurance. <gasps> and so they're making more of them. So I, I have the retro, that. I know I have the retro version of the Medela pump and style is what it's called. It's in a backpack and mom gave it to me and I was like, ah, oh, it'll be nice to have just in case. But I exclusively pumped for like eight weeks. Yeah. I pumped and yeah. then fed her with a bottle because she yeah. couldn't actually latch. And that was a lot of work. And again, it was very much possible because of the pandemic, because my husband was home, because mm-hmm. he could do bottles while I pumped. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Pumping and then bottle and then everything, all of the dishes that you have to do for the pump parts. It was like, it was a big commitment, but I was like, you know what? I'm home all the time anyways. My husband's here to help. I have a breast pump. So it made, for me, it was worth sticking it out. For some right. people, it might be worth it. But breastfeeding is free, although it takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an app that I used to track it and in the beginning. It took about six hours a day to breastfeed. So that's a lot of time wow. Listen to yeah. a lot of podcasts. Now it takes <laughs> about three and it's a lot easier. She's a lot more used to it. Um, still have to wake up in the night to do it. But for us, it has been, it's been great because there's a lot of benefits to breast milk. It's, you know, antibodies. There's a statistic. What is it? If someone like sneezes in a room within 20 minutes, the woman has made an antibody for their baby to protect oh. against that infection. Like it's very really? specifically tailored. Yeah. Wow. Specifically tailored to your baby. And also um, if babies are breastfed, they're much less likely to go to the doctor or the hospital within their first year of life because mm. they're getting all those good antibodies and they're getting just all the good nutrients and everything that comes mm. with that. So for me, it's been, uh, I want to do that because that's my personal commitment. Again, mm. you don't have to, no judgment, but it is, definitely a way to save money. Formula is really expensive. So yeah, breastfeeding is great. And some people have no problems with their baby latching right away and it's easy peasy and that's like good for you. That is awesome for me. That was not my experience, but Mm -hmm. I'm very thankful for my mom who I called every day, sometimes in tears. And also I had that breast pump. So that made it a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The next item is if someone offers you a free thing, take it. Yeah. Now we talked sometimes about minimalism and how you don't want to like have more than you need. But in my experience, if you take something and you don't use it, you can always give it away to someone else. And that person will be blessed by it. And moms are the best. People love giving away free stuff because they get it. They know how valuable Mm -hmm. those things are. So for example, when I went home at Christmas, mom was like, here's a bunch of breastfeeding things. Here's your pump. Here's some bottles. Here's like a breastfeeding pillow. Here's um, you know, a nipple shield just in case you need it. And I just took it all and I used all of it because I was having so much trouble. And so it was so helpful to -hmm. just get all that free stuff. Um, our sister gave me some baby clothes and I was like, Mm -hmm. awesome. We like used all those baby clothes because you know, we had them. So we didn't have to buy more. We did buy some, but we thrifted them. Right. Right. Um, and yeah, people just give away a lot of stuff. So someone offers you a free thing take it. And then you can always re-gift it or give it away to someone. Well, and if you're like, people start to know that you're the person that's willing to like, look at stuff if they're getting rid of it. Yes. So the longer I go on in my life, the more 
free things I've gotten just because people know that I might like be interested in it. And sometimes it's something where instantly I know like, oh no, I'm not going to use that. So I can say no, thank you to that one. But yeah, if you just take it, then people know that you're willing to take it. Absolutely. And it's a little trickier right now being in the pandemic, but there is always a thing of like, you take it, you look at it. If you decide you don't want it, you just take it in your next load to Goodwill. And sure. Totally. It's okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. And you never know what your baby's going to use or what you're going to need. Like I was talking about all those breastfeeding things, but then mm-hmm. like, you know, you never know if your baby's going to totally love this little toy that someone gave you or like a mm-hmm. swing or like. I've heard a lot of people whatever. talk about that, how they like, they got one thing and they thought it was going to be the thing, but then their baby just, I don't know, even just like with the baby carriers, like one yes. would work really well for them, even though yeah. a different one worked really well for a different person, but they tried that one and it just wasn't the right fit for them. So yeah, yeah you absolutely. don't always know until you try it. Mm-hmm. So it's worth just taking the free thing and trying it. Yeah, absolutely. And that, I mean, things can really pile up. So we've been very intentional. We know a lot of people who are pregnant right now. Mm-hmm. So if there's something that we're like, actually, we bought this little outfit or have this little outfit, not practical, or we don't really like it. We just give it away when, once we figure that out so mm-hmm. that we don't just have like piles and piles of baby stuff. Once mm-hmm. we realize that we're not going to use it, we're just like, we're going to bless someone else with this. Um, and also we have a friend who has like a midwife clinic. Um, and so she, like they give away baby clothes to people mm-hmm. and they give away that kind of stuff. Or like the hospital gave me a thermometer and I already had a thermometer. So it's like, Hey, do you want this thermometer? And she's like, right. yes, I'd love this. It'd be super helpful. So just getting rid of those things. Once you figure out you don't mm-hmm. need them is great. Another thing that we have done is I have a friend who has a baby who's about three months older than mine. And so we share clothes back and forth. So when our baby was born, we first of all, didn't have any newborn clothes. And second of all, she was swimming and everything because she was so tiny. And so we borrowed a ton of newborn stuff from this friend of mine. And we just reused those same like seven onesies over Mm -hmm. and over and over and over. And then we just gave them back when we were done. And then she'll use them for her next baby or we'll use them for our next baby. And, or she'll give them away if they have, don't have any more babies. So it's just, it was great to be able to use those and babies outgrow things pretty fast. So they don't get worn out. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, we've been borrowing stuff back and forth. It's been great. She's like, Hey, here's a, here's a sleep sack that, you know, you could use it and we use it and then we're done. We give it back. And I'm like, Hey, here's a swaddle. And they like use the swaddle that we had that I got for free from someone and they used it for two months and then they gave it back and we used it for two months and is so great. So borrowing those items, sharing them back and forth, especially if you don't need to keep them, then that is a great way to save money because people, and she loves it too, because she's like, this is a way to like save money. And she Mm -hmm. loves, she loves saving money too. So it's good for both of us. And we feel great. And I, I told her the other day, I'm like, Oh, it's almost time to come shopping for like the next set of clothes. (laughs) And it's like, so awesome. Yeah. Well, and what's funny or not funny, but like, what's interesting, even just hearing you talk, like this is a good mom parenting tip, but this is just kind of a good tip. Like if there's something in your life that you need for just a little bit, but not forever, just borrow it. Like actually, so I was visiting my little sister and her husband and their new baby and their friends were over and they were talking about my sister and my brother-in-law were talking about getting a new barbecue grill because theirs was just really running down. Well, their friends are like, Hey, do you want to borrow ours for a while? Because the place that they're living, they don't have a place to keep it. And they like hang out all the time anyway. So they're like, can we just bring our grill over here and you guys can just use it until we move into a place where perfect need it. And so stuff like that, where it's like, sometimes you don't need to go out and buy things. You can just no. borrow it for a little while. And then, you know, they'll move into a place and they'll take their grill back. But then Becca and Josh can get one then and... Yes. They'll have saved the money right now in the meantime. So these are just good life tips. Yes. Good life tips. Yeah. I mean, it has to, you have to be intentional too, right? Cause it's like, you have to like, we had so many baby clothes that we had to like write, you know, their initials on a tag. So we didn't Mm. accidentally think that they were ours. If you're borrowing from multiple people, you eventually have to give it back. So like, you just want to be careful about that. Mm -hmm. If you are borrowing something, you want to be the person who does return it. You don't want to be that person who's like, Oh, I thought you gave it to me. So, uh, you have to be a little bit intentional, but for us, we're mostly just borrowing from this one friend. 
Be yeah. really specific. Cause I have actually had some people lend me some things for like a long-term lend. Yeah. And then I was thinking back and I'm like, I actually have no idea when they gave this to me. I don't know if it was permanent or borrowing. And then you have to go back and ask, which feels a little bit weird. Uh So it's good kind of in the very beginning to just clarify the terms. Totally. Terms of borrowing. That's helpful. I would say I would probably only borrow from someone I feel closer to that I'm like Mm. a good friend with and like probably less from a stranger because then then it's just really honest. Like, hey, you lent this thing to me. Like, do you want it back? You know, it's easier to have that open conversation. Yeah. Rather well, than one example someone. I'm thinking about is a classroom that I was in, and the teacher that used to be in that classroom was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, just like, just keep that." But she was still working at the school, just in a different classroom. So then, when uh, I was leaving that school, some of the things I didn't know. Does she want this back eventually? And uh, she was, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was moving into a different role, not classroom mm. teacher, but a different role. So stuff like that, where it. Yeah, just clarity is good. And yeah, you can right. always go back and clarify, but it's kind of nice when you know it from the beginning. Right. So, yeah. Totally. Okay, Beth, what else? What are your other okay. Okay. frugal tips? So, obviously, this is a pretty common one, but buying things used. A lot of times, baby things do not get used for very long. Mm. So, we thrift a lot of our clothes. We go to thrift stores, and they're super cute. This, okay, I have a few items that I'll tell you about. We went to this thrift store that my sister loves. It's called Other Mothers and it's, mm-hmm. it's maternity clothes and baby clothes. She yeah. constantly goes in and out of there and like takes the clothes that she buys. And then, you know, I think it's consignment. So she sells them and then uses the credit mm. to buy them. It's great. Uh-huh. So anyways, we went there and we found play mats. And so they, they have those play mats that have like the stuff that's dangling with like the little right. music box and the mirrors right. and stuff. I really wanted one. And so we went there and we found one and it was $7. And usually they're like 50 to a hundred dollars. It was a simple one, but it was great. And we found out that there's like a little giraffe that's hanging and the giraffe actually has a sound box, which I didn't realize. I didn't know that it had music and I pushed it and I was like, Oh, there's music. And the sound box works great. And it's like totally good condition. There's a few little like ink specks on it like maybe someone got a stain on it but like let's be totally honest fine. we're gonna add more stains anyways so. oh yeah yeah I wiped it down it was great so that was a big one play mat we bought a pack and play um on Facebook marketplace for $40 pack and plays nice. are really expensive they're yeah. like over $100 so we bought a pack and play it's Winnie the Pooh is in pretty good <laughs> condition there's a few stains on it but it doesn't really matter we just put a blanket over it or yeah. like a mattress and it's fine um, we bought a swing the other day. So I'd been wanting a swing and someone was selling one for like $50 and she ended up throwing in a few extra items that, um, like a, a baby monitor. So I'd been wanting a baby oh, monitor. She's okay. like, I have a baby monitor. I'm just going to like throw it in. She had some books that like what to expect the first year, what to expect oh, in the toddler okay. years that I'd been wanting to buy anyways. She's like, I'll just like throw them in with your purchase. I was like, Awesome. So we got that swing. We've only tried it out a couple times, but so far yeah. it's been good. Yeah. Um, Is your daughter any more enthused than the first time? You know, we, to be at the time of this recording, we bought it <laughs> and it arrived yesterday. We tried it twice yesterday. The first okay. time she fell asleep in it. So that was good. The second time she didn't fall asleep, but she was calm. She's yeah. still in the phase where she wants to be held all the time. Mm. So I was like, if I could buy something yeah. that would hold her for me, yeah, that would be great. Even just to have 30 minutes to, you know, do whatever. Because otherwise we've done, we do a lot of baby wearing. So mm-hmm. that brings me to my next item is um, someone had loaned us a boba wrap, which is like the fabric wrap that yeah. you can just wrap around in this very intricate way and babies in there. And it was good, but it took a little bit of time to get into. And a friend yeah. of mine had the Ergo Baby 360 that you can wear four <laughs> different ways. Right. Um, and I was like, that seems really great. And then I'm in a group on Facebook that's uh, moms that are in this city that's nearby. Mm-hmm. And someone was selling one and she was selling it for like $50. But I looked it up on Amazon and they're like $150 for this right. very good quality baby carrier. So we bought it and it was in such good condition. There's one teeny tiny stain that she couldn't get out, but it's like, it's black and tan. So it'll work for any gender. Mm-hmm. It's really great. And we use it every day. Yeah. Every day I put her on in the morning and do some things in the kitchen. And it's just like, she always falls asleep in it and it's awesome. So that was a huge 
plus because I don't oh, want to yeah. spend $150 on that. And then we bought a change table. We bought that used from someone. That was a little bit more, but um, there's no Ikea in Guatemala. And it was like yeah. Ikea and really good. It was white. It looked like exactly what we needed. So we paid yeah, yeah. about $100 for that. But it, we use it every day and it's so great. So well, those I are some like, of the used items that we have. Yeah, I was going to say what's nice about that is if you're buying stuff used, you're saving money in one place. So if you do run across an item that you would prefer to have new or you do right. want to spend a little more on right having bought other things used gives you that flexibility there so yes absolutely um, you are kind of opening yourself up to spend more in other places if you want to that's true mm -hmm. that's a good point i really like buying things used because i feel like it's less wasteful it's less wasteful and um rebecca isham said this in episode 18 that she said if i'm buying something used someone else paid for the packaging I didn't have to pay for the packaging of like buying it. So it's new. So it's mm -hmm. automatically this much more. She's buying it without the packaging and you're saving the environment and mm -hmm. you're getting a good deal. They're getting money too. I love selling things also. So mm -hmm. I just always think like this person's getting money and they're getting rid of something that they're not using. That's going to be super useful for me. It's just like everyone wins. Right. It's a win, win, win. The environment win, win, wins, you win, win, and they win. <laughs> win, win, win. Yeah. So that has been great. Another tip that someone gave to me is a lot of times when people have a baby, let's say you have a boy, so you buy everything in like blue and green and whatever. Mm -hmm. If you buy new gender neutral things like grays and whites and blacks and yellow and stuff, then you can use it for multiple babies. So that's right. a good tip. So instead of being like, we had a girl first, so everything's pink. And then you have a boy and you're like, shoot, we need to buy a whole new wardrobe. We need to buy mm -hmm. a whole new everything. If you buy gender neutral things, then like our Winnie the Pooh Pack and Play. Mm -hmm. Any gender can use a Winnie the Pooh Pack and Play. Uh, the swing that we bought, actually, it's like gray and it has like some navy blue and some mm -hmm. white and some a little bit of pink. So it's like it could kind of go either way. Yeah. So that is, I think, a really good tip as well, because then you're not investing in a whole new set of things. Yeah. And some people have babies all in one gender, like our mom. She had four girls. So we were mm -hmm. able to do all of the same clothes and stuff, but some people don't, they have both genders and that is a really good way to invest upfront in something that you'll use for years and years to come instead of having a whole new purchase. Right. Um, because really the thing I didn't say at the beginning is that often people use having a baby as an excuse to go shopping. Not everyone. Mm. Some people just love their baby and they just want to only buy the things that are helpful for them. But a lot of people are like, Oh man, look at these cute baby shoes. Babies don't even walk until they're at least a year old. Why would you put shoes on something that can't walk? Something, yeah. someone that can't walk. And I don't know. There's other things that's just like, does a baby really need like a beautiful painting on their wall? Like probably not. Like they don't actually care. Do they need like all these stuffed animals? Like probably not. But a lot of people, they buy those things because they right. like them because they think they're cute. And baby clothes, they outgrow them so fast. But it's like they're spending yeah. a bunch of money on these fashion statements. Yeah. So. I think it's also easy to get caught up in the gadgets of like, yes. oh, this is oh. going to be the most helpful little thing ever. So, I mean, it's the same way with like, kitchen gadgets. You're like, oh, I yes. need this amazing tool that does one thing. And then you realize I never use this thing. It's not helpful or yes. useful. Totally. Like the, um, there's the, the baby bullet. So you can, it's like a little mini blender that you use to make yeah. baby food. I'm like, just use a regular blender. Like you don't have to have it be like baby sized. Right. Right. That's all it is. It's just a mini blender. So, or a food processor. Yeah. So I think that that's, that's true. People are like, this gadget will be super helpful. Uh, one example is we used to a lot of bottles, like I mentioned in the beginning of mm -hmm. our baby journey. And we did not have a bottle drying rack we mm -hmm. used our dish rack because we right. don't have a dishwasher. So we wash all our dishes by hand anyways. Right. We have the little things on the side where you can put like a cup yeah. or something. So we just use that for our bottles. Yeah. So that was like one thing that we didn't need. So that was really helpful. Right. So that is uh, one of my next items is that there are a lot of items you can go without. Right. So the baby bullet, the bottle drying rack, in my opinion, these are my opinion. You don't have to feel yeah. that way. Um, some people, they have these things that warm up your wipes. Mm -hmm. You do not need a wipe warmer. The baby will be fine with a cold wipe on their butt. Sometimes it's helpful because sometimes they fall asleep and you want them to keep eating. So it's, you know, <laughs> it's intentional. Uh, bottle warmers. A lot of people have a bottle warmer. You can put hot water in a cup. That one is easy. Yeah. Uh, we didn't buy a crib. 
we just bought right. the pack and play and we use that as a crib because we thought we want to pack and play anyways. It functions as a crib. It's safe as a crib. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to get in use that. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people think that their baby needs something because they feel like it'll be better when they actually don't. So if you think about like the olden days, mm-hmm. uh, babies would often sleep in like a drawer, yeah. not a closed drawer, an open drawer or right. like, I think it's Finland that oh, they, they pass out with the box, right? Yes, they pass they pass out these boxes like a government program where you get a box that has like all this baby stuff in it, like clothes and diapers and stuff, and it comes in this box. And people would just use the boxes for their baby, like instead of buying mm-hmm. like a bassinet or something, they right. put the baby in the box. And um, in Guatemala, something I found out from my midwife friend is that they use hammocks. They put a baby in a hammock and then they just like put the hammock by their bed and they just can touch the hammock and they can rock the baby to sleep. Oh, brilliant. It is totally brilliant. brilliant. But like my first thought, and maybe this is just because I'm yes. not used to it, is like, is the baby going to fall out of the hammock? Yeah. Because like, hammocks wrap around you, right? You I guess that's true. I guess hammock. that's true. So it probably is like perfectly fine, but I think we get stuck too on like what the should be's like, I yes. have heard you have to explain to people why you guys don't have a crib and it really baffles people. Yeah. Like a pack and play is a crib. Yeah. And they just <laughs> the same. like yeah. they can't. And so it can be hard to wrap your mind around something if you're not used to it. But yeah. I think maybe the point is like, stop and think, is this really necessary? Yeah. And totally. if it's not, then, you know, maybe forego it, but maybe you want it. Like even when you were talking about like, yes, the baby does not care about the pretty painting on the wall, but maybe the parent does, you know what I mean? So maybe for them to make it like a nice peaceful space while they're rocking their baby, they want that beautiful picture. So of course, yeah, but it's just thinking about what is the purpose and the function and do I really need it and or want it? Right. And then make a decision from there. Yeah, there are a lot of things that will like change your life by having them like our ergo carrier, like so right. life changing. It was so helpful once we got it. Kara, if you're listening, I just want to say that first of all, I believe in safety for the baby. So one thing that Kara told me, she's <laughs> like, don't buy a used car seat. It's because mm, if you buy right. a used one, you never know if it's been in an accident yes. or if they have expiry dates on them. So yes. we bought a new car seat. That is one thing that we did. Yes. Also, sometimes things that are really old, like parents will keep things like cribs and like high chairs and stuff. And now there's like new restrictions for them. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they're like a little bit unsafe. But um, if something's not unsafe, like a pack and play as a crib, like that's a totally, right. totally uh, reasonable thing to do that Kara also does. Right. They have two kids. So one of them is in the pack and play. And the other thing is, yeah, there are some things that are unnecessary, but helpful so the big splurge that we did that we spent more money on is I have a gliding rocking chair. And that was something mm. I really wanted because I knew I would be breastfeeding and I really wanted to have that. I don't like just a rocking chair. It didn't seem as comfortable, but it's like mm-hmm. a plush. It's so nice. So we spent more money on that because they're not as common in Guatemala. So we had to go to like a more expensive store. But every time oh. I sit in it, I just think this was totally, totally worth it. So figure out what you can go without be maybe be creative and sometimes you just don't have the space for all those things if you're in a small house or you have multiple kids and they're really at the end of the day your baby needs diapers and food and a place to sleep that's really Mm -hmm. all they need so everything else is just extra okay the last two items that i have is you can sell items once you're done with them so Mm -hmm. if you use something you can like all these used items that i talked about you get a little extra cash and you get rid of something. And then the last thing that I'm planning to do, but haven't done yet because I'm still breastfeeding is making your own baby food. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, they buy the baby food that's already made. It's kind of expensive. You can food process things. And there's a lot of research that shows that babies should just eat what you eat anyways. And that's just like actually a better way for them to, you know, ease their way into eating. So if you make a soup, you blend it up and you give them the same soup and you know, you're eating oatmeal, you give them oatmeal. So Mm -hmm. you have to do the research, but, um, yeah, that's an easy way to save money as well as your own food. I have a lot of friends that have done that and they really like it. And because you find something that can freeze really, freeze really easily. It's a good, it's another good thing that you can batch prepare and have a lot for a while. So yeah, absolutely. it's not like you have to get your blender out at every single meal. And yeah, yeah, totally. Jess, can you share our do it or don't for this episode? 
Yeah. Okay. So the do it or don't you guys is see if you have a baby, if you don't have a baby, you're off the hook this week. FYI. Yeah. But if you have a baby, see if you can borrow a baby item instead of buying it. The, that's the challenge. That's the do it or don't. And if you don't have a baby and you still really want your own do it or don't, think of yeah. something else that you have in your life that you could borrow instead of buy. Yes. That's a great one. And do that. Like perhaps a puzzle. Yes. I've been actually thinking about that lately. I've been wanting to bust out a puzzle and oh, puzzles yeah. are great things to borrow from a friend. They are. Make sure they have all the pieces. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Fred's been doing a lot of puzzles in quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's a great idea. That's the do it or don't borrow instead of buy it and it. let us know. Yes. We would also love to hear from you and your experience. So how have you saved money with babies? What are some baby items that you did without like me with my crib, did buy a crib, mm-hmm. but I did buy a car seat. And <laughs> what are your essential baby purchases? Things that you couldn't go without. I would love to, we would love to hear from you guys. So you can send us an email at uh, frugaliciouspod at gmail.com. You can hashtag that frugalicious life on social media. You can send us a direct message on Facebook or Instagram. Our website is frugaliciouspod.com where we will have show notes for this episode and where you can also leave some feedback. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back soon with some more awesome content for you about how to live a frugally fabulous life. Thank you so much for listening. Be frugal, be fabulous, and let's talk soon. Bye. Bye. Don't buy into the FOMO. We spend money like slow-mo. But we ain't broke, no. Because every penny makes sense. Can I get an amen? Amen. Get out of debt It's where the money's at And where the money's at We do the budget dance Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Frugalicious. Our music is by the incomparable Atoria, who also is going to be a mom. (gasps) I didn't know that! Yeah, so exciting. so exciting. Okay. Thanks to our mom for cloth diapering us with such high quality diapers that she still has them today. (laughs) Thanks, Thanks, mom. Mom. You can subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date on new episodes. And we would love it if you would rate and review us. We'd love to hear what you want to hear on future episodes and what you like about the show. We are on social media at Pod, And together, let's make the world a more frugalicious place. place. Side note, look at like my hair is doing this weird... The blanket. It's the blanket hair. Keeps pulling yeah. it forward. The, the okay. Studio hair. <laughs> that sounds a lot nicer the than studio it was. Studio do. Okay.